Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The latest crop report says some fields are starting to deteriorate in southern Saskatchewan due to hot weather and a lack of rain. Provincial crops analyst Shannon Friesen says rainfall reached as much as 80 millimeters in the Kelvington area, but many areas need significant rain for crop development. Well, crop conditions vary greatly across the province depending where you are, ranging anywhere from poor to excellent. Of course, we are seeing more of those excellent crops in more northern areas uh, where they have gotten quite a bit more rain. And some of those poor and fair and good crops are more in the south part of the province. Uh, So it really depends where you are, how much moisture you had, how well the crop has established, and of course, how much heat you've gotten in the last couple of days as well. Which areas seem to need rain the most? Of course, the south part of the province is where most of the rain is needed. Uh, In many cases, especially as we get more south uh, towards the U.S. border, uh, rain may be too late for some of those crops. But certainly for many of them, as well as the pastures and some of the hayland, uh, rain would be really, really appreciated at this point in order to not only replenish topsoil, but also to help fill pods and heads. I understand some areas did get rain this week, just where? That's right. So some areas got a little bit of rain uh, over the last week or so. Uh, The Kelvington area is reporting about 80 millimeters. We did see some rain, of course, in Saskatoon and around Outlook as well on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, And parts near Maple Creek as well uh, got some rain. So overall, rain has been very scattered over the last couple of weeks. But certainly we would welcome some more. What stage is the crop development at? At the moment, uh, 56% of the fall cereals, 64% of the spring cereals, 62% of the oil seeds, and 75% of the pulse crops are at their normal stages of development for this time of year. So even though the bulk of the provincial crop is where we typically are, of course we are seeing some areas where crop development is a little bit behind, but hopefully with some rain, things could pick up. What's the topsoil moisture rating? At the moment, topsoil moisture on cropland is rated as 2% surplus, 41% adequate, 46% short, and 11% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 3% surplus, 32% adequate, 49% short, and 16% very short. Are the high temperatures forecast for this coming week a concern? Absolutely. Uh, Certainly at the moment, uh, most of our crops are in full flower. So the heat that we've had over the last week, and of course that's forecasted, will certainly hurt us. We may see some pot and flower abortion, and we may also see a yield impact from that, uh, particularly in areas that are also lacking moisture. I understand rainfall totals less than 100 millimeters or 4 inches since April 1st in some parts of the province. That's right. And again, most of that is coming from the more southern areas of the province, although there are some areas uh, north of Musha, around Tagaski, Riverhurst, uh, that are also not doing as well as other areas. What is the condition of these, what I'd call, drought-stressed crops? You know, anywhere from uh, being very short and thin, uh, some have been hitting out and flowering prematurely, others are still holding on. In many cases, there's still some subsoil left down there, uh, so plants are still holding on to that and trying to grow out of it. Uh, but in many cases, crops are very patchy, they're very short. We've also noted that there's not as many pods on some of the pulse crops as well as smaller heads on some of the cereal crops. What were other sources of crop damage this past week? 
Other sources of crop damage were uh, hail. Uh, we did have some localized flooding in some areas. Of course, we've still continued to have strong winds in many areas, and we've had many reports of insects, such as painted lady caterpillars and some of the soybean crops, and of course, some wheat midge damage. Even though we haven't had much rain, the humidity has been high, uh, so producers have also been spraying some fungicides in some areas for leaf spot diseases as well. How's the hang progressing? Haying is slowly on its way. Uh, 24% of the hay crop has now been cut, and 39% is baled or put into silage. At the moment, 17% is rated as being in excellent condition, 59% is good, 22% fair, and 2% poor. Of course, in areas where uh, we've had a lack of moisture and with these high temperatures, many of the swaths are much smaller than normal, so yields have been impacted as well. Any percentage what yields are? I've heard some places down as much as half. That's right. Uh, We've heard anywhere from maybe a quarter to a third, even as much as 50% less of what they would normally have. And SASPAR reported more farm equipment contacting power lines this week? That's right. Certainly those contacts do continue. Um, We did have four reports in the last week, and two of those did involve spraying equipment. So we would like to remind producers, of course, to always be aware of where they are in the field, and hopefully they are able to avoid those power lines. Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Laboratory testing has been completed on water from the dugout used by approximately 200 cattle that died last week on a pasture operated by Shamrock Grazing Limited. The pasture is south of Chaplin. The water testing as well as testing of affected animals confirms that poor quality water, hot weather and dehydration are major factors in this case. Sulfate concentration in the water was extremely high at over 24,000 milligrams per litre. Concentrations over 1,000 milligrams per litre can cause brain trauma in cattle, with death frequently occurring at concentrations greater than 7,000 milligrams per litre. Total dissolved solids was 33,400 milligrams per litre, which is also extremely high. Water with total dissolved solids over 5,000 milligrams per litre is not recommended for lactating or pregnant cattle, while water with TDS, that's Total dissolved solids greater than 7,000 milligrams per liter should not be used for cattle at all. This had 33,000 milligrams. The Ministry of Agriculture is assisting with ongoing testing of several water sources in the immediate area. A handful of deaths occurred among the remaining living 240 cow-calf pairs after the initial discovery. The herd has been moved to a different pasture that has a safe and secure water source with a small select number of distressed animals under veterinarian care. The danger period for further mortality among the impact the affected animals is now believed to be small, although severely affected animals that are not responding well to treatment may not survive. The ministry has also provided guidance and expertise to the operator and the rancher shareholders on the burial of the carcasses. The Regina Food Bank received a huge donation today. Regina developer Dream Development, Regina Bypass Builders and Farmers Doug and Colleen Harley donated almost 20,000 pounds of locally grown lentils to the food bank. Steve Compton, CEO of the Regina Food Bank, says the lentils will provide thousands of nutritious meals. Almost 20,000 pounds of lentils, and the piece with that is we're just embarking on testing a pilot with our commercial kitchen project, creating nutritious meals, and the lentils allow us to make soups, stews, casseroles, all kinds of different things, 
And with some of the support we get from the culinary folks in the community, we think we're going to have some exciting recipes for clients and be able to serve better. How many meals? 158,000 servings. And uh, that's a big number, and we're really excited about that because it has a huge impact. When we're serving 9,000 people a month, you can figure out pretty quickly how, you know, how impactful this donation really is. And it's nutritious. And it's good for you. And uh, I think one of our challenges is we give what we have, but we don't always have what we choose to give. Now we do. So we're very grateful for this donation. Dream Development and Regina Bypass, which both own land in Regina's northwest, work closely with the Harley family as a farming partner to continue cropping the land. Simpson Seeds cleaned and bagged the lentils for the food bank. A Carbon Summit, sponsored by APAS, kicks off tonight and continues tomorrow at the Saskatoon Inn. APAS President Todd Lewis says the summit is designed to bring together farmers, ranchers, researchers, government policymakers to discuss the role that farm practices play in greenhouse gas balance and potential for new technology. Several speakers are lined up to make presentations at the Carbon Summit, including Agriculture Canada research scientist Dr. Brian McConkie. He will talk about the science of carbon sequestration. McConkie admits most Canadians don't know what carbon sequestration means. It's a bit complicated because it's about sort of the, the inputs of carbon that's coming from plant uh, residues and those of course that carbon is derived from the atmospheric co2 and then of course there's always a release of of uh, carbon from the decomposition of that of those organic materials and so it's the balance between the inputs and outputs that determines how much so organic carbon you have so yeah that obviously makes it difficult to uh, uh, for for many um, Canadians to, you know, immediately and easily get their head around it. McConkie says he'll speak at the Carbon Summit about some of the research he's done on carbon sequestration. I'm really reporting on some work I did with Saskatchewan Soil Conservation um, Association, where we've been monitoring the carbon change on, uh, we started out with 130 uh, commercial farm fields that had been converted over to low disturbance direct seeding in 1997 and we've been following those and so that's been a major part of my presentation and uh, on those uh, fields we've gained um, uh, per year uh, about 0.38 tons of CO2 per acre per year, well, for each year so it's quite fairly substantial. It accounts for um, each year about the equivalent CO2 when you consider the amount of land in Saskatchewan that's under uh, low disturbance direct seeding amounts to about 1.6, the equivalent of CO2 emissions from about 1.65 million cars. So, I mean, it is quite substantial. Certainly more cars than there are in Saskatchewan. The APAS Carbon Summit gets underway tonight in Saskatoon, continues throughout the day tomorrow. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $10.20 at $472.30. Oats dropped $0.43 cents at $163. Number one red spring wheat decreased ten fifteen at two ninety forty three. The rest were unchanged. Durham, two seventy eight ninety. Feed barley, one forty five zero three. Flax for fourteen twenty five. Yellow peas two hundred eighty seven dollars. Feed wheat one forty one ninety nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat was down thirty one cents this morning at seven fifty two and a quarter a bushel. The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. 
This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 11th. We didn't have a sale in Weyburn last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Heiferettes sold from $1.10 to $1.30. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.05, with the odd cow selling up to $1.15. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.40, with the odd bulls selling up to $1.45. There weren't enough yearlings in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, July 13th. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 208 to 212 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 204 to 210 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, July 7th are SIG 3 208.04 per CKG, SIG 4 211.37, SIG 5 209.71, Cash 208.21, Brickco 208.37, Thunder Creek 210.82 and High Life at 209.74. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 110.23 to 141.09 per CKG live weight. The Hams Marketing Cash Hog price today is down $4 per CKG and forward contract prices opened down this morning. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. Jim Smalley's Agro Weather on the Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today: sunny, wind south 30, gusting to 50. The high today 30. Clear tonight, but after midnight, partly cloudy, 30 percent chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm. Wind south 30, the low 16. Tomorrow, sunny, wind northwest 30, the high 30, the low 14. Saturday, sunny and hot, the high 31, the low 18. Sunday, sunny, the high 32, the low 14. Monday, sunny, the high 25, the low 12. The same for Tuesday, sunny, the high 25, the low 12. Wednesday, sunny, the high near 25. Normal high is 25, the normal low 11. The sun rose at 5.02 this morning. It sets at 9.07 tonight. Round the province, we have Estevan at 22, Saskatoon 25, Swift Current 27, Weyburn 24, Yorkton is 23. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 25. That's 77 Fahrenheit. South, southeast 33, gusting to 44. Humidity is 41%. The barometer dropping 102.0. Sunny Moose Jaw 27. South, southeast 26, gusting to 35. Once again, Regina, sunny and 25. That's 77 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.